Brilliance Audio presents the unabridged recording of Mucho Mojo by Joe R. Lansdale, performed by Phil Giganti. This book is dedicated with love and respect and the deepest devotion to the most important person in my life, my wife, Karen. It doesn't matter whom you are paired against, your opponent is always yourself. Nakamura Chapter 1 It was July and hot, and I was putting out sticks and not thinking one whit about murder. All the other Rosefield jobs are bad, the budding, the digging, but putting out sticks, that's the job they give sinners in hell. You do sticks come dead of summer. Way it works is they give you this fistful of budwood, and you take that and sigh and turn and look down the length of the field, which goes on from where you are to some place east of China, and you gird your loins, bend over, and poke those sticks in the rows a bit apart. You don't lift up if you don't have to, because otherwise you'll never finish. You keep your back bent, and you keep on poking, right on down that dusty row, hoping eventually it'll play out, though it never seems to. And of course, that East Texas sun, which by 10.30 a.m. is like an infected blister leaking molten pus, doesn't help matters. So I was out there playing with my sticks, thinking the usual thoughts about iced tea and sweet, willing women, when the walking boss came up and tapped me on the shoulder. I thought maybe it was water break, but when I looked up, he jerked a thumb toward the end of the field, said, Hap, Leonard's here. He can't come to work, I said, not unless he can put out sticks with his cane. Just wants to see you, the walking boss said and moved away. I poked in the last stick from my bundle eased my back straight, and started down the center of the long, dusty row, passing the bent, sweaty backs of the others as I went. I could see Leonard at the far end of the field, leaning on his cane. From that distance, he looked as if he were made of pipe cleaners and doll clothes. His raisin-black face was turned in my direction, and a heat wave jumped off of it and vibrated in the bright light, and dust from the field swirled momentarily in the wave and settled slowly. When Leonard saw I was looking in his direction, his hand flew up like a grackle taking flight. Vernon Lacey, my field boss, known affectionately to me as the old bastard, though he was my age, decked out in starched white shirt, white pants, and tan pith helmet, saw me coming too. He came alongside Leonard and looked at me, and made a slow and deliberate mark in his little composition book, docking my time, of course. When I got to the end of the row, which only took a little less time than a trek across Egypt on a dead camel, I was dust-covered and tired from trudging in the soft dirt. Leonard grinned, said, Just wanted to know if you could loan me fifty cents. You made me walk all the way here for fifty cents. I'm going to see I can fit that cane up your ass. Let me grease up first, will you? Lacey looked over and said, You're docked, Collins. Go to hell, I said. Lacey swallowed and walked away and didn't look back. Smooth, Leonard said. I pride myself on diplomacy. Now tell me it isn't fifty cents you want. It isn't fifty cents I want. Leonard was still grinning, but the grin shifted slightly to one side, like a boat about to take water and sink. What's wrong, buddy? My Uncle Chester, Leonard said. He passed. I followed Leonard's old Buick in my pickup, stopping long enough along the way to buy some beer and ice. When we arrived at Leonard's place, we got an ice chest and filled it with the ice and the beer and carried it out to the front porch. 
Leonard, like myself, didn't have air conditioning, and the front porch was as cool a spot as we could find, unless we went down to the creek and laid in it. We eased into the rickety porch swing and sat the ice chest between us. While Leonard moved the swing with his good leg, I popped us a couple. Happened today? I asked. They found him today. Been dead two or three days. Heart attack. They got him at the Laborde funeral home, pumped full of juice. Leonard sipped his beer and studied the barbed wire fence on the opposite side of the road. See that mockingbird on the fence post hat? Why, is he trying to get my attention? He's a fat one. You don't see many that fat. I wonder about that all the time, Leonard. How come mockingbirds don't normally get fat? Thought I might write a paper on it. My uncle's favorite bird. I always thought they were ugly, but he thought they were the grand.